Welcome everybody to another episode of OA News Overtime. I'm Jordan Hill, as always, with Justin Lee. Jordan, we're back. Back in person. In person, in the studio. 2021 was the last. It's been a whole year. A whole year since (laughs) you run that show. I haven't seen you in a year, Justin. Haven't showered in a year. Yeah. Well, it's actually still true, but... A lot to tackle, a lot to get to, um, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. We can talk. We'll we'll talk a little bit later about sort of the college football scene with Auburn and, and the national championship, and we got gymnastics as well. But I think we we would be remiss. Auburn's if, riding high. The trees are rolled as we speak. The calendar is turned. They may have cleaned up the trees by now, probably. But uh, we're sitting here on Wednesday. A, th- a few hours after <laughs> Auburn's win over Alabama late at night, Tuesday night. Yes. Alabama uh-huh. and Auburn battled it out in Tuscaloosa and Auburn. Number Dude, four. these late games are doing a number on me. Uh, you think they did a number on you? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going on, like, no sleep today. Number four, Auburn, 81. Number 24, Alabama, 77. Really yeah, exciting game. A really competitive first half. Second half, Auburn got out to a 14-point lead. Alabama erased it in the manner of about three and a half minutes. Yep. Setting up for a very tight final few minutes. And Auburn wound up coming up you know, on top. Made some plays. Did a really good job of getting some big defensive rebounds. Alabama missed, I think, eight shots in a row from the field. Alan Flanagan goes down and and hits four key free throws when, if I remember correctly, coming into last night, he had shot like four or five free throws all year because he hasn't played that many games. Wow, I didn't think of that. Yeah, just ice him. You can can read that in in the follow that will be in the Thursday paper. Uh, But, yeah, a very impressive performance on the road. Uh, this is a team that is continuing to chug along. I think that was 12 wins in a row now. Right. Uh, again, to win like that against an Alabama team that beat Houston, beat Gonzaga already this sure. year. That's a good team. That's sure. going to more than likely be, you know, in the top echelon of the SEC. Just what what was your feeling watching the game last night? And even bigger picture. What getting a win like that says about this Auburn team? You know what? I don't know what to make of. I don't know what to make of that uh, that fourteen zero run. Mm. Um, I'm not quite sure what to make of it. I mean, obviously Alabama's capable of that at home in the right environment when you're shooting twenty nine free throws and uh, you have the the crowd on your side and all that. Um, you don't want to see a lead evaporate like that, like it did for Auburn. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm starting to feel like, uh, that run could have happened. I think, you know, in, in most SEC home gyms for the SEC home team. Um, but what was extraordinary, what was out of the ordinary, uh, to me was, was how Alan Flanagan stepped up and hit those free throws, how Auburn kept poised at the end of the game. And look, man, like... (laughs) Alabama choked that game mm-hmm. hard, uh, and that's uh, and if you're not, hey man, if you're an Auburn fan, you don't care. Celebrate. You take you take, take what it. you can get because take it, talk trash and enjoy it. And that's the nature of the sport. You can say that Alabama was in yeah. prime position, but Auburn was right there to where right. You know, it's like it's like you like to say with 
run the running the football and you know <laughs> some in good football, yeah. something good might happen if you're right there <laughs> yeah. while Auburn was in position and Alabama couldn't finish. Yeah, some might mess around and happen, but yeah, yeah, I mean Alabama totally choked. I mean you look at it, they had a wide open corner three, I, he like air balls a layup. I may see that play in my head for the next week. <laughs> I'm just looking and Shoot I think ball. it was Quinterly that was yeah. wide open. Katie yeah. Johnson had moved up to pick up the yeah. guy that was open at the top of the uh, the arc, yeah. and I, mean, I was like, "Oh, here it comes!" And then, uh, yeah, and then Nate Oates on the next trip fouled with like a four second differential on the foul, on the game clock. It made no sense. Yeah, nothing they did made any sense at the end. They, I don't, I think Oates they'll all evaluate all of it and be like, "This was garbage." <laughs> we 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 messed up. <laughs> but but yeah, like you said, uh, I. I just don't know. I don't know what to make of that. But other than that, bad stretches happen. Uh, bad stretches are still to come for this team. I mean, but like, you know, I mean, you look at the Final Four team, they had bad weeks. <laughs> they had bad, not just bad games, bad weeks. And this is a team that is having some bad minutes. Yes. <laughs> not even bad ha- Really, not at this point, halves, really. you had bad yeah. halves at the very beginning of the year. Yeah. But I think that's very common with, especially a team with as much turnover yeah. coming into the year as this one has. Yeah. So, I don't know what to make of it. It's hard to – It's kind of. it kind of scratches your head when you see a, a, a 14-0 run like that and a lead evaporate. And it's like, well, it's probably the best team in the country. Yeah. But, hey, man, it's, sometimes it's college basketball. Sometimes college basketball teams just aren't that refined. And uh, Auburn might be one of – still could be one of the best, even with uh, how rough it is around the edges. Um, I mean, that's – that's. I don't know. I, that's the only thing that I kind of don't know what to make of it. Other than that, uh, you know, a really strong win. And, then, you know, not not as strong as if they had held on to that 10-point lead and just, just cruised. Mm. Um, but um, – you, you take that win anytime you can get it. Really good teams, including a couple of years ago, an undefeated team, uh, walked into Coleman Coliseum and lost. And that year, it felt inevitable to everyone who covered the team and every Auburn fan. And if you're listening to this, you know it's true. Like, Auburn was undefeated, and it was like Auburn fans were kind of hoping they would lose before Alabama mm-hmm. so that Alabama didn't have the – the the glory of snapping the streak at, at, in Coleman, uh, mm. but they did, and uh, but this was a game where Auburn came in so confidently. It looked like I mean I, you were there. I thought so. Yeah, like to me, what I enjoyed watching before the game was Jabari Smith coming out of the locker room, getting ready to go on the court. Alabama students just heckling him mercifully, mercilessly, I should say, Leslie Lily, uh, <laughs> running by him, not even breaking stride, going on the court, getting a ball, and just sinking a shot. Like I was that—that that was to me what you're saying. I don't think there was any kind of concern of like, oh, we're in, mm-hmm. you know, we're in Coleman, right? I don't right. know yeah. how this is gonna go. But and, hey, that's how a rivalry should be, man. And I mean. <laughs> Bruce, there was no wiping that grin off his face. No, uh, the Auburn players did all the Karate Kid stuff, mm-hmm. and I mean they should. You won. Go in there that's and do part that. Of, that's the rivalry. Yeah, that's what they're going to do coming here. So you. That's better. what I was going to say. That that's the football gonna... team already did it. Yeah, I mean that's what makes this stuff fun. Yeah, yeah. And you get mad, and like that's what rivalries are for, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Why would you rather they just shake hands and walk yeah. off the court? What are you nuts? <laughs> yeah. I want to add a little something to it. A couple things I want to talk about, not only about last night's game, but just sort of bigger picture. Starting with last night's game, 
and this is not just last night's game. We keep seeing it over and over, but just stretches where different guys are leading sort of the charge. Sure. Jabari had a great game just all over, and you expect that because at this point, I think it's becoming clearer and clearer that you know he's everyone is starting to expect him to be the top pick, right. and he's playing like it. He's yeah. playing really well. But Wendell Green Jr. Yeah. is a madman with yep. some of the shots he takes, and as as entertaining as it is for me to watch him shoot those deep threes to watch him get under the basket and lay the ball up like he just has all the angles and knows exactly how to work his way through there was i think it was uh with devin cambridge he had a play where he cut through the defense he he sliced through two defenders Mm -hmm. and laid it up and devin slammed it and it was just a a picture perfect play by wendell katie johnson continues to play like a man with hair on fire yeah like I think it was Justin Ferguson who pointed out that you know early on it's like KD's playing at a different speed than everybody. Sure. Like it just looks like everyone else is going in slow motion and KD's all over the place. Yeah. And then you talk about Allen, a guy that still has not played a whole lot. Right. Come down there and this is why he's Allen Flanagan. Yeah. Like this is why we talk about this stuff. And that's why him being on this team I think is so important, especially right. as this year goes along. Right. You've got a guy that's been in these situations and like I, I went back today when I was sort of writing my follow and pulled it up and was watching the game and the commentators were like, you know, this is a big situation and then Allen steps up there and just hits the first one and one of the commentators, I think it was Tim Ravitch, was like he does not look concerned. You know what I mean? Like he was <laughs> yeah. just like, well, yeah. he made that first one and didn't even like yeah. break. You know, he was he was on. Yeah. Um, but just very impressed with how this team has handled this. I yeah. thought that this kind of stretch and Bruce Pearl talked about this a few uh, weeks. Ago. I mean, I think it might have been last week at this point uh, that you know this wasn't necessarily a killer stretch, but this was a pretty challenging stretch of sure. having to go on the road to South Carolina. That's a physical team. Mm-hmm. Play in Florida, playing at Alabama, uh, and you know there were rough moments in some of those games. You know, Florida came back at one point, and then Auburn held them off. Uh, but they won all those games in that stretch. And now you're looking at an Ole Miss team that's kind of been up and down. They just lost to Texas A&M. You do have to go on the road, so that makes it difficult. Then uh, you play a Georgia team that is just Tom Crean is a dead man walking. Yeah, like that's, not looking good. That's just not. And yeah. Katie Johnson, I think, is going to be very excited to, to be able to <laughs> oh play. Oh, God. That's going to be, that's gonna be fun. You might get ejected. Look at, I just can't wait to watch Twitter when, when that game goes final. Uh, well, before that, that Ole Miss game, uh, I mean, I've got it circled just because, I mean, Auburn could win and could be number one in the country. Yes. I mean, that's a big deal. And we can talk a little bit about that right now. Baylor lost. Fire one up Chris Porter. Order, you know, yeah, Texas Tech beat Baylor, yep. and at this point, which I didn't realize this stat, and I saw it last night, that Auburn is the only team in the country that has not lost in regulation this year. Yeah, that, that loss was in the double overtime to UConn. Yep. I mean, I I don't see an argument at this point against them being number one coming up on Monday. And we'll see, you know, how the rest of the week goes. And if you right. have a poor showing on the road against Ole Miss, that can change that. Yeah. I mean, unless you're just still pretty convinced Baylor's number one. Yeah. See. And I again, I hate to break this to you, but being number one in college basketball means nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It means literally zero. But no. it's a nice – to me, it's a nice signal of – what people think of this team, what people make of this team, right. and what this team has accomplished. It's right. still early in the year. We have another feather in the cap for Bruce Pearl. Exactly. And, and a very still inexperienced Auburn team. 
but I think they're they're deserving at this point, and it's yeah. just a matter of can they continue that play, right. and can they stay healthy? Can they you know continue to show strides right. before the the really important games down the stretch leading into March when all the eyes are you know people. Again, there's a lot of basketball to be played, and you've got to beat the teams like Kentucky and, and some of the other contenders, Tennessee, some of the uh, other squads that people expect to be near the top of the conference. Right. But you're starting to see, you know, the start of projections saying right. Auburn, you know, number one seed right now. Yeah. Um, so it's just a matter of being able to continue that uh, through the rest of the regular season, staying healthy continuing to get different guys involved and just finding a way to win more and more. I think now's the time where you can say uh, that, you know, earlier in the season it was like, what, you know, expectations for the SEC. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, top three finish in, in league play and then make a run at the tournament. Um, now, I mean, it's starting to look like you, you're you're challenging for that SEC championship yes. in the regular season. Uh, you're undefeated in the conference so far. Um, and I, you know, and I mean, I don't know who the contender is. Um, I mean, you got that win over LSU already. LSU could still catch you if you slip up, a, you know, two or three times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but other than that, I mean, you look at, I look at Kentucky. I'll always look at Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, but, but look at two, to your point that you do play them, but you play them here. Right. right. So that's certainly, yeah. if you were in Rupp, that would be right. a much different challenge. Got to come to Auburn Arena. Um, I'll go back to one of the ESPN guys. It might have been, what's his name? Seth? Uh, Greenberg? I don't know. Was it the guy that was here for? Uh, Some guy. Somebody. It, it wasn't the guy that was here for. Uh, no, uh, not him. No, <laughs> no. non-tip-off at Tumors? No, not him. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> no, it was someone else. Uh, but he, they said, uh you know, they think, oh, the big thing about Auburn, they have the highest upside in the SEC. Mm. And I was watching that, and I said, no, they don't. Kentucky has the highest upside yeah. in the SEC. Kentucky always has the highest upside That's in the fair. SEC. Kentucky has 12 McDonald's All-Americans. This Kentucky just a matter. is Kentucky. Kentucky is Kentucky. It's a matter of if they can play together, and yeah. it's gotten to a point where kind of more seasons than not, they're not living up to their potential, but the potential is still there. Yes. And uh, so me I'm biased. I'm stuck in my ways. That's how I'm going to look at it forever. I'm going to be like, you got to watch Kentucky. Yep. Uh, and I don't, I don't really even care how down they are. Um, and I think that's the case this year. Um, so, I mean, for me, I mean, I'd, I'd, if you told me, you know, I'd say either Auburn or Kentucky is going to win the conference. It's just a matter of can Auburn keep their lead and, and does, you know, the talent at a place. I think Kentucky's the only place with the talent to change its team. Mm. I don't think Alabama's going to change. I don't think LSU's going to change from what it is. LSU's still really good. Um, but, yeah, that's that's just where I see it. So, all of a sudden now, I mean, you're talking about really contending for a regular season championship and then going to the SC tournament and trying to win there. Um, I see a little too much. Like, everyone's like, oh, this, this is the Final Four team. Everyone talks about the Final Four. I'm sorry, man. Like, even Duke doesn't go to the Final Four. It's like, it a doesn't, total crapshoot. It's shoot. a crapshoot. It's, well, it's, it, it's the worst way to determine a champion. Yeah. You just do it because it's fun. It's entertaining. Yeah. Uh, so like I don't know I don't know if that's if I was a fan I mean you're welcome to do whatever you want yeah but if I was a fan I wouldn't be using that as a measure of success yes um, maybe can say hey this is a Final Four contender yeah. it's possible with this team yeah but it's such a crapshoot man I mean that the the Auburn's Final Four team could have lost to New Mexico that's that's the thing that I was probably about should have that's exactly what I was going to bring up because it was New Mexico State and it was. Was it like some rebounds? I mean, like it was very much on the line of losing. That was the first round. Wasn't first it? round. 
So, like, that's the thing to me when, when yeah. to your point, when people are like, you know, I don't think I've necessarily seen people say Final Four or bust, but that's kind right. of along the lines of what the mentality just is. Just bring up the word Final Four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I get that because, like you're saying, and think about how differently that team would have been considered had they oh, yeah. not beaten New Mexico State. It's a yeah. total crapshoot in March. You just right. hope that you are in a position to make the plays. And you just kind of got to get lucky sometimes. You know, when you look at, like, yeah, think about, yeah, Georgia Masons and Butlers of the world, you know, Loyola. Yeah. Those are good teams, but, like, if they beat – Zion didn't even go to the Final War. Yeah. Like, if, if one of those teams beats Auburn, <laughs> like – Being good has no bearing on making it, the Final it Four. It really doesn't. As, it has some bearing. You, yeah, Not you, all of the yes, bearing. It's all about just making the plays at the right <laughs> – being in the right place at the right time a lot of the time. But, yeah. but, I mean, this is a team that I'm really excited just from what I've gotten to watch. Sure. Not trying to look ahead, but, like, just what – what that atmosphere will be like with that team. We don't know how far they would go once we get to March, but it would be fun to watch. Even even before that, with the SEC tournament, I mean, I think that kind of um, environment will be pretty fun to see this team in. Auburn basketball, winning a championship, sending the number one pick to the NBA draft. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Not me. Nope. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Well, let's shift gears to football, talk a little bit about football. Sure. And, and I'll, I'm going to throw this to you, but I'll set this up. So the championship game was on Monday. Georgia sure. beats Alabama 34-18. That's Georgia's first national title in 41 years. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah. written a good bit about this, even going back to the regular season and, and talking about sort of Auburn being you know, stuck between a rock and a hard place, essentially, between their two biggest rivals. What's sort of your take from the Auburn perspective on, you know, where things stand, I guess, in the college football landscape with Georgia winning the national title, breaking that streak, Alabama still being Alabama, yeah. and Auburn trying to kind of find its place between those two? So that was almost like the worst-case scenario in both both in both times because if, if Georgia had beaten Alabama in the SC championship game, at least Alabama wouldn't have gone to the playoff. Yeah. You could have at least eliminated one of them. Mm. Uh, and then, but of course, you're the Auburn fan cheering for Georgia and Alabama wins. And then you come to the, the playoff, and I know a lot of, if not most, uh, Auburn fans. I mean, obviously, besides the Auburn fans who live in Georgia and have to deal with Georgia fans, yeah. I mean, a lot of them who live here, uh, it was like, well, if another Saban-era championship doesn't really change anything. No doesn't change anything. He's already the best dynasty in the history of college football. He's already at 100%. There's nothing. He's already at six stars. Like, there's nothing. It wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Uh, it would suck to watch uh, if you're an Auburn fan. I'm not going to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, if you're an Auburn fan. But, uh, but the Georgia, that changes the landscape more because, like you said, it's the first national championship since 1980. That gives them another feather in their cap. That gives them something that they can pitch on the recruiting trail that they didn't have already. No. I mean, obviously, championship's a championship, but Alabama, it's like, you're already Alabama. What yeah. are you going to do? Uh, like, so if again, you were, if, like, to that point, if you're on the recruiting trail, if you're a recruit, you're like, how many national titles do y'all have? Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't like, matter. It's like, what's the number? You could say anything at yeah. this point with Alabama. It, it doesn't matter. And but, I hate to, but, I but hate. zero at Georgia <laughs> yeah. compared to one is a, a significant. A big gap. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I know Auburn doesn't want to hear that, but, I mean, that's just how it is right now. Yeah. But uh, it, 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 was kind of incredible to of course watch both things play out as bad as possibly could for Auburn 
And I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe that's maybe that's if you're an Auburn fan, that's what you get for cheering for either one of them. I mean, just don't watch the games, to be honest. Uh, Spend time with the family. <laughs> yeah, watch but uh, but you know, Tuesday, I was just uh, I was just impressed with uh, you know, I mean. There, there you go. If 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 Monday's the the end of the world, if Monday's the worst thing that could ever happen, Monday's Georgia and Alabama playing in the football national championship game, and it's not even the first time that freaking happened. Yeah. It's happened twice in the last five years. The ultimate nightmare. Yeah. Uh, for any sports fan, uh, and it's happened twice now. Um, but you know, a day later they're out there rolling tumors. Um, and I mean, I think there's something to be said about that. And uh, you know, it's just uh. There's a mentality there that's that's impressive to me, and um, it's just uh, I don't know. I think you just you just gotta it's, it's grin grin and bear through it. They I say bear. They've sur- they survived Paul Bear Bryant, yep. uh, and and that was brutal. And now Nick Saban, it's brutal again. Mm. Uh, it's and, brutal out there. It's Justin. brutal out there. <laughs> and now there's 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 two of them because Kirby's got got Georgia to the the ultimate stage now. Um, but I mean, you just got to keep pushing through and just keep being Auburn. And, uh, that's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy, but I mean, like he's, like we say, who would have thought, um, all of a sudden, all of a sudden you've got a basketball team that could win a championship and, and send the number one pick to the NBA draft. That's insane. That doesn't happen at Auburn. No. Uh, Olympic all around gold medal gymnast. Mm-hmm. She doesn't come to Auburn. And yet here we are, uh, you know, even during the, the darkest days so um there's just a perseverance to it that's interesting to me and uh yeah i mean if you're if you're auburn i think all of everyone you just have to stick through it and stick with it and uh we're just gonna see more and more of that i think yeah i think i think you hit the nail right on the head because i do think that georgia winning was the worst thing that could happen no i mean believe me you know i'm a georgia alum and obviously following a lot of auburn people a lot of auburn fans you know People loved pointing out mm-hmm. that it had been 41 years. Yeah. And, you know, Georgia had could not get over the hump. And Kirby yeah. could not beat Nick Saban. No. Until last night. Or until yeah. two nights ago. Until Jim, really, you should think Jimbo. Jimbo beat him, and then now, now <laughs> no. that Pandora's box is – Jimbo should get a share Gets of Gets all the credit. Jim, yeah. I voted Jimbo. I voted Texas A&M number one because Jimbo is the one who, who – it's like loosening a jar. Sure. And then Breaking down. the seal. Yeah, exactly. Zach Calzada. Uh, yeah. Auburn Tiger. Why did the, can I ask a question that I don't know if anyone's answered? Why did they make him like, I don't know. look like a zombie? Teen Wolf. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Maybe we should ask him. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand. Dude, maybe he's into zombie movies. You know. That USC kid just loves Star Wars. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Nope, no I didn't. Uh, the quarterback, Dart, Jackson. Oh, Jackson Dart. With an X? Yes. He'd fit in here. <laughs> I mean, a quarterback named Dart is pretty badass. Yeah, but Let's you know, honest. the Jackson with the J. He yes. probably has a sister named Taylin with like three Ys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he he's he does one eye black, and it's just because he likes Anakin Skywalker yeah, from okay. Star Wars. Okay, it's just like it's just, that's his Darth Vader cosplay. <laughs> as, as hard as this is going to believe, this is a good segue <laughs> because yeah, can you believe it? I, because we watched Star Wars yeah, over the weekend. Like, <laughs> oh, whoops. Uh, no, the portal is sort of the focus right now. Auburn's yeah. still able to add high school guys at this point, but that's sort of the focus right now. Yeah. 
Um, there's been a few guys that they missed out on. I'm trying to remember the receiver from James Madison. He yeah, committed to South that. Carolina. Yeah. He was a, a pretty good player. I, I watched a little bit and, and wrote about him last week. Um, another guy they He's were going to go play with Spencer Rattler. Yes. Casey Thompson, uh, that was at Texas. And then he was a guy that was it, that seemed like Auburn was at least in the mix for, but I don't think was considered a favorite. He's sure. going to Nebraska to play for Scott Frost. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of focus the next you know few days and weeks. I know that there's you know an offensive lineman. I think it's an offensive guard uh, from Louisiana Lafayette, o- Osiris Torrance. Mm-hmm. He's a guy they're trying to get. Um, you know, they got a big boost with Nick Brahms and Austin Troxel announcing that they're coming back. Yeah. I think you can't really understate – I'm sorry, you can't really overstate how important that was because this line yes. is yeah. just uh, – had the potential to be totally decimated as far as starters. But I mean, they, they couldn't run the ball up the middle in the bowl game. No. And it was that bad. Nope. And I remember Nick didn't play. Yeah. Um, so having him back uh, is, is huge. I mean, because that was your starting point for next year, and that was a bad starting point. Yes, and Osiris Torrance, say they land him. I don't know if he said when he's going to announce where he's going, but uh, that would be a guy that you could plug in uh, for one of the offensive guards. I didn't realize this, and nothing's been announced yet, but apparently Brandon Council may have another year of eligibility if he's able to get a medical from oh. this year. So that would be huge if you get another guy. Sure. Um, but, yeah, guys they can still go after in the portal. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about Caleb Williams. I'm not convinced. I think he's going to USC uh, as there was talk about that. I don't think he's coming here. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have an offensive line. He doesn't have any wide receivers. Yeah. And uh, as people were getting excited about it, which, you know, people who know more on the recruiting side, like uh, rivals Christian Clemente, has said that Auburn has done a pretty good job as far as pursuing him. Oh, I'm sure. But, you know, the, Casey the, was at the Rams game on – or uh, Casey. Caleb. Uh, Caleb was at the Rams game on Sunday in L.A., and I'm like – He's going to USC. Yeah, no. like I think I. You know. Well, most people have written it off now that Jackson Dart's in the portal. Portal. Yeah. So. Yeah, the writing's on the wall. Um, but there are the Jackson Dart. Sure. Yeah. yeah Isn't exactly. he from like Georgia or something? I don't know. Um, with a name yeah. like Jackson with an X. Think so. Yeah, you think we so. might have gone to high school together. Truth <laughs> uh, but <laughs> if I'm Auburn, I'm going after him. I mean, I don't think. I certainly don't think uh, Calzada come and close the door on adding any more no, quarterbacks. I agree. I agree. Uh, but I think they have to be really good. Mm-hmm. They got to be starter quality. They're not going to bring this... anybody on the level of Calzada and no. TJ. I think they're fine with those two competing with yeah. each other. But if you can bring in a star, yeah. And uh, the thing to, to watch now that the season's over is there may be more quarterbacks that enter the portal, and that could change nice you know, the calculation. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't, I, I truly didn't know anything about him. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there might be some more guys that enter the portal from other teams that all of a sudden Auburn might decide that's who they really want. Um, so I don't think, uh, Calzada closed the door on that. And, and it's going to be important that they add some, some guys that can at least compete for some of these starting jobs and, uh, have a chance to, to um, add to this, you know, add to the depth chart and, and have a chance to make this team, uh, you know, give them more quality, you know, again, receiver, offensive line. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe even if they want to add linebacker, even though um, they got sure. Owen and, and, you know, Cam Riley and Wesley Steiner. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it'll just be something to watch as far as how they're able to go through the portal uh, coming weeks and coming months. 
Paul's an Auburn fan, I'd give anything for some linemen and some receivers right now. Yes. Because I mean, you just don't have them. Yes, I agree. And I mean, I, I don't know how you expect to recruit Caleb Williams until you have him. No. I'm not coming here. <laughs> I mean, at this point with quarterbacks, you have to. I mean, that was a big difference maker for Cam, and everyone can say their little jokes about Cam, but it was Auburn and Mississippi State, and, Miss, and Mississippi State was garbage and auburn had like lee zimba ryan Pugh, baron isom it had like five fifth-year senior linemen coming back for 2010 Mm -hmm. so cam was like that's where i'm gonna go yeah and it worked out yeah i mean if you're a guy of that caliber you need to go somewhere that's trying to go to the nfl man like everyone's making making a lot out of this nil stuff that's a one time that's not gonna get making you're trying to make a career in the nfl yes and if you're not being able to stay upright it's going to be a whole lot harder for you to do that. Yeah. No. But, uh, all right. What else do we want to hit on? Uh, no, gymnastics? No. Yeah, Any, sure. Yeah, go for it, Justin. Fill us in. Jim, Jim uh, SEC opener uh, is this week at Arkansas this Friday night. It'll be on TV, SEC Network. It's a good time. Um, dang, we'll be going a while. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be quick. Like, Well, we don't have to be quick, but uh, – uh, the the opener with North Carolina at North Carolina uh, was a really strong performance by them. Um, it was the eighth best perf- eighth best score in the country uh, over the opening weekend, and that's really good considering they're on the road. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know how many teams ahead of them were at home. I bet I would get, venture to guess three or four of those teams ahead of them were at home on their own equipment. And when you're on the road in someone else's gym, everything's a little bit different. The way it's springy, the way the bars feel, mm-hmm. um, it's a re- there's a real advantage to being at home. Uh, and, and, and just the way that they closed the meet was really strong. Um, if you're not a gymnastics fan, they basically they went to the fourth quarter tied. There's four rotations. Uh, through three of them, Auburn and North Carolina were tied. North Carolina was closing on floor, and Auburn was closing on vault. Which you don't typically do, do but that's uh, not really important because it was three team meet. They closed on vault, um, and they they Auburn stepped up to the challenge and put together a really huge uh, vault score. Um, um, and it was it it turned out to be the third best vault score in the country. And I know that both the teams ahead of Auburn, I think it was Oklahoma and LSU, whoever it was, Michigan, Michigan and LSU, they were both at home. So it was the country's best road vault score. Mm-hmm to start the season uh which is really good i mean you want to be you want to be among the best and um it's it's kind of it's been funny because i mean um you would you would almost think um that that with 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 suny coming in with everything going on you might try to temper expectations but i mean when we talk to auburn um the the athletes immediately are like no we're trying to go to the final four we're trying to go to um the national championship meet and we're trying to go to day two of the national championship meet personally i think just making the national championship meet would be huge for auburn that's the top eight um that'd be massive uh you want that you want to be able to get out on the recruiting trail and tell kids like hey if you come to us you got a chance to go to the big meet um <clears throat> um but I mean, and they they enter the season ranked 14th in the coaches' poll, and it's kind of like what? And then lo and behold, though, um, after one week of competition, there Auburn is with the eighth best score in the country. Uh, so that I mean, that'll do it. And that's that's how you get to the postseason. The seeding is based, uh, you know, that's why gymnastics is weird. Like head-to-head wins don't actually matter. Yeah, it's just based on your score. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think. Uh, well, it's going to be every week now. We're gonna everyone's going to be watching Suni. We'll see if she can get. I thought it was interesting. She scored a nine seven seven five, 
which uh, by uh, because she kicked the low bar um, during her routine, uh, which is a two tenth deduction. So if she hadn't, if her foot was a centimeter over, she didn't kick the low bar, she would have had a nine nine seven five um, in her first bar routine. And just what that tells you is she was already that close to a 10. She's going to be competing for 10s mm-hmm. uh, pretty much every week. I mean, it could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just got to follow it and watch. Um, there's a few 10-capable people. Darion, I mean, uh, Drew on vault, Auburn's ace on vault that helped key that, that big vault comeback. Um, she's, she's capable of getting a 10 on vault. And then Darion Goborn is, is capable of getting a 10 on, on floor. She's – Pretty much, she's gotten it from one judge, but not the other before. So, um, so yeah. So that that's three people who are capable of getting tens, and yeah. like it's only happened like eight times in Auburn's history, or something like that. Less than twenty times in Auburn's history, I know that. Uh, so uh, I don't know, man. I mean, that's just and now that you go to Arkansas, and you you, you really want good road scores. The home scores kind of take care of themselves. Um, but yeah, and then the the first home meet is. Uh, a week after Friday, so people will get the chance to to see the team in person here in Auburn. But uh, Arkansas will be uh, another good one. I mean, every every team in the SEC is good. There's only eight SEC teams. Uh, not everybody in the conference sponsors. You know, ha- almost half of them don't. Um, but like in those preseason rankings, the top 16, eight of them were the eight SEC teams. It's ridiculous how far ahead. Uh, the uh, the SEC is than the the rest of the country, and it's only going to get better when Oklahoma comes because Oklahoma is another one of the top three programams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, they're they're starting conference play, so that's that's always big, and and they're actually pl- competing in Bud Walton for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they they always uh, Jim competed up there, and I guess their old basketball arena, uh, but now they're moving into Bud Walton. Okay, yeah, All so right. it should be a really big crowd. Uh, big thing. I don't know if you know. I don't know if if Auburn, if SUNY, if that kind of stuff has anything to do with it. Yeah. Probably not. They probably had it scheduled in advance. But either way, it should be a big, big, big crowd, mm-hmm. and uh, people are gonna be there to see it. So uh, I don't know, man. Just a big, really solid opening meet. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, it was Auburn Elvis on Twitter asked like, "Okay, how do you compare this to football?" <laughs> and I said like, "It was like." beating washington or oregon in a neutral site opener yeah which is like not the greatest thing that's ever happened but it's more reason to be optimistic than just a ho-hum opener Mm -hmm. a good strong opener Mm -hmm. um so there you go now now you're just following so if you if you don't know anything about gymnastics i mean that that might be one of the things it's just like keep looking out to see if either of those guys get a 10 i mean that's one of the easiest ways to to follow and see um soon as soon he could have it any week now mm-hmm. so uh we'll we'll see how it goes but uh but i mean now it's a matter of just consistency you don't want that first meet to be an anomaly you want to be like all right let's do it again so we'll see friday night seven thirty, i think it'll be exciting first flip it'll be exciting <laughs> uh, to see and to follow and obviously justin will be all over that um what what stuff are you working on, Justin? The the main thing that I've got coming out the next couple of days, uh, doing a feature on Austin Davis, the new offensive coordinator mm-hmm. for Auburn, 
had a chance to talk to his former offensive coordinator at Southern Miss, Blake Anderson, who's now the head coach mm. at Utah State, a couple of his teammates from Southern Miss, just to kind of get a feel for you know, what Austin was like as a quarterback, what they saw back then that makes them think you know, that he, he'll make a good offensive quarter, uh, coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Auburn. Um, that's kind of the biggest thing for me. And then, obviously, basketball. They'll they'll be playing Ole Miss uh, on the road Saturday night. Uh, what you got going on? What you uh, got uh, on the periphery as we get ready for uh, another week of Auburn sports? We got Jim. We got Jim. We got Auburn women's basketball uh, off to a – they're 0-3 in conference. They had two pretty close games, competitive games, three-point loss to Alabama, and then uh, went to overtime with Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, basically a tie, and then uh, and then lost to uh, uh, nationally ranked LSU and, and Kim Mulkey. That'll that'll happen. That'll happen. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Johnny Harris team still still looking for their first conference win. And other than that, gymnastics. And other than that, uh, this this game against Ole Miss, man. I mean, for this men's basketball team, I think every big game is just going to be the next one. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what a what a moment, man! You think about the, that Chris Porter poster and and those days when Auburn was number one. Um, you know that would be a big deal to get Auburn basketball to number one in the poll. I really do think uh, that would be something worth celebrating uh, for the fans, at least. Even though the, you know you know the team's going to stay focused on what they need to be focused on. So, uh, going to be a big one. And that that the Ole Miss venue. I've never I've never been there, but I think it's really similar to Auburn Arena, right? Like I it's new, so. it's small. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What do you call it? Intimate. Uh. Yes. <laughs> so. Any uh, more bang for your proverbial buck? <laughs> yeah, could be a tough place to play, but uh, yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be big. For sure, and we'll be all over that. Justin will have the gym coverage and all kinds of good stuff on that side. Uh, we're going to wrap this episode up. Let's Thanks do it. again for everybody watching, for everybody listening. We Be went sure. long, Jordan. Nah. We, we just haven't, we we, haven't we talked haven't, in a long we time. We haven't sat down and chatted, man. Uh, make sure and subscribe, share the video, share the podcast, tell all your friends. So we're going to get out of here on that. I'm Jordan Hill. Uh, that's Justin Lee. Until next time, take care.